Broadway analysis of national politics, featuring occasional injections of rumor and innuendo, all offered up by our panel of political insiders, pundits, power brokers, public servants, professors, and most importantly, plain-speaking Americans from coast to coast. Tonight, featuring commentary by Democrat Phil Beverly, Democrat Patrick Cotter, Republican Jeff Holm, and Republican analyst Chris Roebling. Our program tonight coming tomorrow base at the Museum of Broadcast Communications in Chicago. Happy Eastern, happy Passover to you all. Tonight's program is recorded, so there are no live phone calls. However, if you want to tweet me a comment, it's at Dumo, at D-U-M-O. And, of course, if you want to join us on the World Wide Web, it's beyondthebeltway.com. That is not only for tonight's broadcast, but if you ever miss them, uh, that's where they live on for decades or decades or at least a few years at a time. And also, uh, if you want to join us on YouTube, uh, uh, the Beyond the Beltway with Bruce Dumont YouTube channel and also our live Facebook. So, again, uh, wherever you're listening, you have an opportunity to, to watch this program this evening. But, again, uh, no phone calls because we are <clears throat> recorded for tonight. Obviously, uh, this is the show that many of you have been waiting for. It is a, an opportunity to discuss the long-awaited Mueller report. And uh, I want to, we've got great guests to share it. We have some political expertise. We have legal expertise with us this evening. And I want to begin with Patrick Cotter. Uh, he is a Democrat. He's uh, an attorney, uh, former federal prosecutor in New York. And, uh, Patrick, uh, of everything that you've read and, and seen about this report, what's the thing that stands out to you as the most significant? Well, there's a lot, uh, and I think we'll all agree on that. But the, for me, uh, I thought the most significant portion of the report was the discussion of uh, the elements of obstruction of justice uh, as applied to 10 specific uh, activities or, or areas of activity. I thought that was a very, very lawyer-like and fascinating examination uh, of the president's conduct uh, through a legal lens, and I, I found that fascinating. Chris Roebling, you're one of our card-carrying Republicans this evening, Republican analyst. Uh, answer to the same question. No collusion. No collusion. It's what Trump said incessantly for two and a half years. It's what Barr said. It's what Mueller said. It's what I think the vast majority of voters are going to recall from this. I don't deny that there's a fascinating conversation in the so-called second volume about these various incidents. And they're not very flattering for Trump or for his, his White House. But uh, those 10, I think, by virtue of the fact that there are 10, if nothing else, are going to fade. The main finding that people will remember is Trump said there was no collusion. They investigated for two and a half years. There was no collusion. Well, he says also there's no obstruction, uh, but the, the, the report clearly states that he's not exonerated, but he uses the word exoneration. Is that a mistake for him to continue to misuse the word? I, I don't know if it's a mistake. You know, there are a lot of things that Trump says or does that uh, I think a lot of people wouldn't do, but he is president, and a lot of these things that are unconventional have worked for him. Bill Beverly also joins us, card-carrying Democrat. Your reaction to the report? Uh, I was struck by the no collusion because even if there had been collusion, since it's not a crime, it's sort of irrelevant. That's, that was my, my first take. My second take that I was probably most disturbed about were the members of his administration who 
willfully disobeyed him and setting the precedent of not following the directions of the commander-in-chief. It doesn't matter that they're wrong-headed. It sets a bad precedent because then anybody who works for him could say, well, maybe I shouldn't do what he's telling me to do. And in a So in was a it a crisis, profile in courage by those that disobeyed him? I think it shows the deep, deepest level of dysfunction in that White House that that's what it would come to. Jeff Hom also joins us, one of the leaders of young Republicans around the country. Your reaction and, and the thing that stands out to you. I mean, the, the thing is that stands out to me is there's there was no collusion coordination or anything, despite multiple attempts by the Russians to offer aid. Right. So so we've been uh, been told for two and a half years that. Uh, you know, Trump was Putin's puppet, you know, all this kind of stuff. And in in the report, there are multiple listings of times when the Russians tried to get uh, a sit down between candidate Trump and um, Putin. And and none of that actually happened. Right. So I look forward uh, to, you know, the Democrats holding up their own standard that there would be collusion in the Mueller report and that we would accept the 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 findings of the Mueller report, and now that the Mueller report is actually out and that there's no collusion, that, that we can all put this behind us. Pat Cotter. I think it's worth pointing out that the Mueller report never says there's no collusion. As a matter of fact, what the Mueller report says on one of the very first pages is, is that collusion is not a legal term. It is not a term that has a legal definition, and they are not going to look one way or the other to make any comment about whether there's collusion or not. What the Mueller report says they're doing is that they are looking to see whether the elements are present as regards Russia. First, what did Russia do? Very important. Secondly, did anybody in the administration or the campaign engage in a conspiracy with the Russians? And what the Mueller report very explicitly says is we could not find evidence of an agreement by anybody in the campaign or any other American with the Russians to carry out the illegal acts the Russians were doing. Whatever people want to believe collusion is, whatever definition they apply, it's not in the law. It's not what Mueller said anything about. And I think it's a mistake. Now, I do want to point out, Mueller did say they found no evidence of any intentional coordination of activity by the campaign and the Russians. What he also points out, though, is that the campaign welcomed, encouraged, and used and exploited what the Russians were doing. Now, what he points out is that they weren't aware, necessarily, he didn't have evidence that they were aware that the Russians got their information through criminal activity. They could have got it through legal activity. But I think it's a mistake to make too much of the fact that, A, there's no collusion, because that's not what the Mueller report says. And two, I think it's a huge mistake to suggest that there's something admirable about the fact that they didn't actually engage in a conspiracy. I point out they used what the Russians gave them. They welcomed what the Russians gave them. And very interestingly, they never called the FBI. They never said, hey, we've got Russians here trying to influence our election. Uh, maybe you should be interested. Okay. So, Actually, so I think before, uh, before yeah, the man. Trump people take a bow, I think they need to answer why they never okay. did that. Chris Roebling. Well, I, I think that also works in the reverse. Right. Uh, number one, there wasn't a defensive notice to Trump 
part of the campaign yep. that uh, there were national security concerns about what was going on, as was given to Diane Feinstein, as has been given in numerous occasions, I, you know, to, to various, including the Clinton campaign. Uh, there, there have been there are any number of examples where, when there's an official situation involved, there are briefings that go to the top people, etc. That that didn't happen, and I think also, Patrick, uh, two other quick points: a like all of the other Democrats who are commenting on this, you're overlooking the fact that 100% of the activity prior to January 20th, 2017, was in the administration of Barack Obama, who, it's pretty clear by omission, did nothing to protect us from any of this stuff that was going Absolutely. on. And number two, um, I, I just I can't let it go <laughs> without saying that we spent two and a half years hearing collusion and no amount of whiteout is going to efface Back that record. From Chicago. A line is a powerful thing. It connects the global economy to your living room. Cleaner air to stronger markets. Factory floors to less crowded roads. Today's progress to tomorrow's promise. Norfolk Southern. One line, infinite possibilities. Dallas, St. Louis, Nashville, Tuscaloosa. All major cities to feel the destruction caused by a direct hit from a tornado. Is Chicago next? It's not a question of if, but when. And the clock is ticking. Learn what to do now at ready.illinois.gov to become... Tornado Ready. Come back in Chicago. Um, I think based on the first segment, I think I can safely say that, that this report isn't going to have too much of a political impact. That the people who believe, who love Donald Trump, they're going to still love him. The people that hate him are still going to hate him. Does anybody disagree with that? You're shaking your head. Go ahead. I totally disagree. I think that um, the devil's candy is volume two, and there are folks in the Democratic Party who just are not going to be happy until there's a bill of impeachment. And I think it's like lemmings over the cliff in Holland or wherever the lemmings come from. And these guys are going to, the Democrats, God love them. I wish they wouldn't. I, I urge them not to. Of course, I urge them not to nominate Hillary, and you see how far that got. But they shouldn't go off. The, Patrick's absolutely right. It ought to be consigned to, I don't know, maybe either criminal law or con, constitutional criminal procedure or something like that in the law schools. But, you, but volume two is going to be the death of the Democratic Party in 2020. Philip Beverly. Yeah, you, Chris is going to be completely wrong on that, do by the way. Do you want an impeachment? <laughs> no. Do you want an impeachment? No. Patrick Cotter. No, there's no okay. time, and, and I don't think – I will say I think Mueller did. I think mm-hmm. Mueller uh, Laid thought the that work. that was what would come out of his report. Right. But um, I, as a political matter, I agree with Chris. I think it's a mistake. I, uh, if I was running the Democratic Party, we wouldn't mention Donald Trump's name again. Uh, we should tell people what America needs, uh, not talk about him. 
because he's not what America needs, and it'll be very obvious if we tell him what America needs. Do you think that? Do you think that that Robert Mueller made a mistake and punted by not taking a stand on obstruction of justice? That he that he he he, he wimped out as? Uh, no. 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 So he he's, I I think that's one of the the, and I urge at least lawyers or people who are interested in it, read the report. His explanation why he did that I think is a classic. Uh, patriotic, lawyerly statement of accepting that he works for the Department of Justice, the Department yep. of Justice has policies, yep. that there are precedents, and that he is going to abide by them. He is not a rogue. He doesn't make the rules, and he lives by the rules. And I, I think it's a wonderful statement of what a real public servant does and how they do their job. Jets. Yep. One of, one of um, President Trump's greatest strengths is this uncanny ability to make his opponents go insane. Right. And <laughs> and um, I will agree that I think Pelosi and Schumer, uh, neither of them want impeachment proceedings to happen. But that's that's not going to have any effect on um, some of the freshmen who are completely in favor of putting impeachment proceedings. And I hope they try to impeach him because that guarantees Trump's reelection in 2020. I'd also like to say very quickly. Are you saying that, that you don't believe that Nancy Pelosi can control her troops? I'm saying that it's, it looks like it's been pretty tough lately, especially when you look at uh, Ocasio-Cortez, Tlaib, um, uh, Ilan Omar. I mean, they do whatever they want. Well, they say whatever just, they want. They it's not they, they do whatever yeah, they want. Fair enough. Because fair enough. they don't have any chairmanships. They're right, on right, committees, yeah. and they're freshmen. So their let's not overstate that. But their, 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 power their power is, is the their media. And, right? the, and, and the that media's isn't that Trump's power, his mouth yes, and his yes. tweets. So absolutely, it's the same thing. And, and well, you can well, see you can see the dissent in the ranks when Pelosi's on interviews saying, "Oh, well, those are just like five people; like they don't even yeah, matter, yeah. right?" And yet they're the ones getting magazine covers and fawning coverage of anything they'll say. They're the ones who are mainstreaming anti-Semitism and Jew hatred. Absolutely. But I, I want to say this. I want to say this uh, respectfully. They to are her. media darlings. Yeah, they're yes. media darlings. Their power I, may not be as. as and wide I believe as that they. I frankly, coverage. I think they need their own TV show. You know, uh, six <laughs> nights a week on MSNBC. Sort together. of like, sort of like. The apprentice, huh? But I want to. Uh, well, it's more like I, the real world. I, I want to <laughs> respectfully disagree with Patrick. I think that uh, this ends Mueller's reputation, and that he is going to be understood as a guy who equivocated when he had to uh, make a decision. And he actually, despite what Patrick says, I believe that he uh, furthered a negative precedent. I was on this program a year and a half, two years ago, saying that what Comey did to Hillary Clinton was unconscionable because she wasn't being indicted. I think uh, Patrick Powder said the same thing. And and and, and, and this this I think disastrous uh, precedent of Comey has now been underscored by Mueller going through ten I I'm not indicting him for this, but I'm not indicting him for that, but I'm not indicting him for this, but what no Comey did no wrongly, but 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 what political he, fodder. What he did wrongly to Hillary, now Mueller is making a he's sort of precedentially, I would say, bootstrapping. And let's so, throw stones at people we can't indict, and, and that so is an caught, abuse. But he's caught because the Office of Legal Counsel says you can't indict a sitting president. Then you keep so quiet. If, he, if he's going to follow what the the rules of the agency that he's been hired by. And I, I, I don't think that anybody would argue that Robert Mueller is some lunatic fringe liberal progressive or whatever. I think that 
everybody who that I've read that knows the man knows that he's an institutionalist, unlike the current attorney general, who's the mouthpiece for the White House now. Um, this guy is caught by having to follow the rules, Philip, he's and not, he followed the rules. Well, Chris, I, you I, may not actually, like that I'm he's sure. a rule follower I because disagree. your guy isn't, I'm but sure he that followed they follow the, the rules. I'm not sure that they followed the rules, and and this is no. where – you know, the, we need to understand the, the genesis of this investigation. We need to take a look at the conduct that was created, what was put in front of the FISA court to, um, to get renewed sc- um, surveillance on Carter Page, who still has not been. Okay. Let me ask, I'm going to ask a political, and then I'm going to go back to Patrick Goddard. Do you, I'm asking this of the Republicans. Given the fact that there is investigative fatigue on the part of the public, yes. not on the part of members of Congress, but I believe there's investigation fatigue. Do you want to continue to push the line that you just pushed? Let's continue and let's investigate the investigators as the president has suggested. Do you think that's a winning hand going into a presidential election? Yes, yes or no? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. There's, there's for your pieces. base. There's power here. Your, wow. For your base. No, no. I think that I, I, when, the, when those guys, justice demands it. When the folks who illicit, <laughs> wow. in my opinion, illicitly promoted, <laughs> when they illicitly went before the FISA court with a dossier that was unverified, and now we know unverifiable, and they swore to its veracity. They violated the trust of the FISA court, and they need to be held accountable. I want. I want to. I'm going to go back to to Patrick. Patrick, you look like you wanted to say something earlier when Jeff was speaking. <laughs> uh, only constantly, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. I like. This is why I love it, being on with here, you. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, I think what Mueller wrote will stand the test of time, and I think the bad news for Trump is that it's the history. It. It. If you want to talk about what it wrote the end to, it. It will be what history remembers about Trump, that he broke the law, he obstructed justice over and over and over again, but couldn't, because of DOJ policies, be indicted. And that's history. It will stand the test of time. Now, if you want to talk about did he dodge or whatever, I think he followed his mandate. You know, I, I just point this out. Tomorrow it will be 50 years to the day when Bob Mueller um, was wounded and Vietnam. won his medal in Vietnam. Bob Mueller is a lifelong Republican. He is a Marine. He is a lawyer. He is a prosecutor's prosecutor. And I think the notion that Bob Mueller at any point ever went off the rails and was on some sort of political witch hunt or looking for, I don't know what, publicity or whatever, I think is insane. I I think it's just insane. Philip said that he's not a progressive, insane wacko, and I agree with him, but he's something worse to a guy like me. He is a mainstream K Street Republican. Okay, and those are to me that is the greatest source of concern. And I believe that what you see here is a reaction, frankly, an abdication of his sacred responsibility, either to indict or to keep quiet. And for him to go through, he was he he said, "I started with a legal responsibility." However, personalities got in the way, and I'm now creating a roadmap for Democrats in Congress to impeach Trump. And I believe it was a betrayal of the American people and his trust. With respect, that is exactly opposite of what he said. He said, I was never— I'm talking about his actions. He said— <laughs> he's, he's not going to say What he did, things. what he said and what he did are the same thing. And what he said is, I have a mandate to investigate, and I did— 
And then the DOJ, who I work for, said you cannot recommend criminal charges against a sitting president, which, by the way, is not something that was made up last year. It was made up in 1972. So the point is, I think you're just, with all due respect, you're wrong. And I think you should read the report a little more carefully because I do not think your description of it is anywhere near true. Do you believe, I'm asking this to the Democrats, do you believe there is any aspect of this investigation, including how it started, that warrants further investigation? Because there are many uh, on the right side that have felt that, 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 that the, the Mueller team was stacked with Democrats. They went in there to, to, to bury the president. That's been a debate for almost a year and a half now. Is there any part of that that you think deserves further investigation? Patrick. You know, I, 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 I'm trying not to be sarcastic, but this notion that they went in and they went in to bury the president. First of all, somehow they fooled poor, stupid Bob Mueller, who didn't understand that he should get quality people who'd be down the middle. And then, amazingly, after two years, they decided not to. They decided not to recommend indictment of the president. So I, I just think that's always been a canard. It continues to be a canard. But I will say this. I think it's always appropriate to ask reasonable questions about any government investigation. We give our prosecutors a lot of power. I understand that the inspector general is indeed asking some questions, and I think that's appropriate, and I think it's fine. But I will wait until I actually see some facts before I decide whether anything inappropriate happened. Okay. On that note, we're going to pause. I'm Bruce Dumont. Thanks for joining us tonight on Easter Sunday. Hope you're enjoying yourself. Acceleration, electric cars are more fun to drive and more affordable than ever. Electric cars are here. Plug in to the present. Well, hello, Bluebird. Did you stop by for my Selena Gomez tap water? It's the finest water in all the land. I'm giving it away to help kids. Have some. It's delicious. Selena tap. Mm. It's just like your water. Good, huh? But you can feed imaginary cartoon birds with it. So good. Get Celebrity Tap and help UNICEF provide clean water to millions of children in need at UNICEFTAPproject.org. back in Chicago on Easter Sunday 2019. Nice to have you with us wherever you're listening this evening. We hope that you, you and your family are enjoying uh, this Easter Sunday or Passover and we thank you very much for joining us tonight. Let's let our guests now introduce themselves and we begin with Patrick Cotter. Hi, I'm Pat Cotter. I'm an attorney here in Chicago. I practice white collar criminal defense at a law firm called Greensfelder. And also, to tell people about your, your background with the federal prosecutor's office because uh, that's one of your claims to fame and and you're you're well known because of who you put away 
Well, I spent 10 years with the Strike Force and Organized Crime in the Eastern District of New York, which is Brooklyn. And uh, during that time, uh, I was part of the team that successfully prosecuted John Gotti, the head of the Gambino family, plus 40 of his capos. So that was a great uh, opportunity, and I'm, uh, I am proud of it. Good. Some night we're going to have you back and just talk. I want you to tell tales. Tell tales out of school. <laughs> Jeff Helm also joins us. Jeff, tell us who you are. Yes, I'm the uh, club development chair for the Young Republican National Federation, um, which is a nationwide organization of uh, young Republican chapters. I used to um, be the chair of the Chicago Young Republicans for about four years. Um, so I've been involved in, in Republican politics since probably about 2011, I think, is when I got involved. Um, and uh, what we try to do is go create you know, new chapters of um, young Republican organizations throughout the country. Um, they tend to be county-level uh, organizations, um, but again, trying to get people uh, involved in politics, Republican politics. There's a perception that all young people are Democrats. <laughs> well, let me tell you, it's, uh, it's, it's not completely unfounded. Um, people are Democrats uh, just because it's easy, right? And um, as someone who went to uh, DePaul here in, in the city, being like one of the only Republicans uh, was often um, actually a fun thing, because, especially in political science classes, where it's just like me and two other people versus the class. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it is, it is a predilection, but it's, it's something that actually, if you strip the R&D away from things, um, young people actually believe a lot in Republican ideals, things like the free market, um, individual autonomy, um, those kind of things. And if you, you get people to realize that the policies are actually what people believe in rather than just being like, oh, R or D. Okay. Philip Beverly. I'm a uh, associate professor of political science at Chicago State University. I've been there since 1991. Um, love American politics and love how it uh, challenges me to pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris Roebling, you've been Hi. paying attention for a long time, but who are you? Why are you here all the time? <laughs> You're very kind to invite me over, and I appreciate it. My name is Chris Roebling, and friend of the program for uh, uh, some some period of time. Three now. decades at least. Three decades at least. Yes, it's been my privilege. Uh, I want to get back to uh, from a political standpoint. Where does this Mueller report <clears throat> go next? I'm going to start with with you, uh, Jeff, since you're a political animal. Well, uh, you know, as you can see already, uh, the goalposts are being moved, right? We were told that Trump was a Russian puppet. Then we were told that, you know, there was coordination. Then it was collusion. And now it's moved down to obstruction of justice. So they keep trying to find something to make up for the fact that Hillary lost the election. And she lost it because she didn't go to places like Wisconsin is that she there, should have. Is there enough derogatory information in, in the second volume of this report that that you worry about because it's the type of information about the president that's very unseemly and it could lose a lot of independent voters. I mean, I agree with with Chris on this. I think that the it, it doesn't um, acquit the president well um, in some of the stuff that's that's described there. However, I think that for people who are not as tuned into this stuff like all of us are. That's, that's all just noise, right? The, I think, the, again, the main message is there's no collusion, right? And, again, I get it, it's not a legal term. That's fine. This is, the, this is the term that the national media has been using for the better part of two years is collusion. Do you think there's a sympathy vote out there for the president? 
a sympathy vote. I sympathy think sympathy vote because uh, to a lot of people, uh, he's been attacked from the day he took office, and 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 now we have a report that says there's no collusion, which is what he's been saying for for a couple of years now. And there may be people out there that even though the, that second volume has a lot of very uh, questionable things, uh, immoral certainly, you know, on the line in many cases, that the still p- people may still give him the benefit because they think he's been picked on I, by the media and by the Democrats. I mean, I, you, you look at it, right? Again, this is the, the Mueller report. They, they keep trying to find some reason to excuse Hillary for missing a layup. Right, because everybody, including myself, thought that he no, that she was going to win that I election. I think now there's a whole couple of volumes that uh, of things that describe the president as a liar. Uh, he's asking his his staff to do things that uh, that were against the law or certainly immoral, and they refuse to do it. I mean, there's there's chapter and verse in that second volume. You could uh, you could just talk. You could read one page a day between now and election day, and I think you'd have you'd have a further. Uh, uh, image of the president that's not flattering, Phil. It would be on the the next Netflix series. Um, <laughs> we seriously, I'm I'm actually more concerned about Volume One, and it's not about the uh, the skipping rope or collusion or whatever you want to call the non legal thing that doesn't matter. What I'm really worried about is that the Russian government interfered in the 2016 election. Full stop. That is factual. What is this administration doing to mitigate that? They're not going to eliminate it. Uh, we're not going to be so naive what as to believe. What is Congress doing? Uh, I'd like to know that as well. I mean, I've, I, would, I would love to know. What is, what is Congress doing? Wait, is it, wait, wait, wait. wait. You, you, you said a moment ago when you were introducing yourself how American politics requires you to keep paying attention. And I do want to point out on, on a friendly basis that there was an announcement at the White House about 11 months ago, and there was a press conference, and there we, I think there were four members of the cabinet. I, you had the, the, the Secretary of State, the, the Secretary of Homeland Security. You, I think you had the Attorney General or, or Rod Rosenstein at the time. You had four people in there who were talking about a government-wide, integrated, in-depth program to build defensive barriers against exactly what you're talking about, okay? And this has been, this is on whitehouse.gov. It's available to all of us. Has it been done? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, they've been issuing reports about, you know, uh, progress against the uh, original objective. So I I just, you know, I'm going to, if you're going to say nothing is bone, I'm going to say, hey, wait a minute. Okay, so that's on the, that's on the technical side. Well, I think it's... I have not heard a single Republican member of leadership in the House or the Senate say, yeah, the Mueller report was right in Volume 1. The Russians did do that, and we need to be much more demonstrative. In this particular case, if what you say is correct, Chris, yeah. and I have no reason to doubt it, yeah. then that is a foundation upon which Republican leaders and, and, and Democratic leaders this, this is a bipartisan issue that people should come together on. We don't want our elections interfered with. And clearly, it happened in 2016. And by the way, if we were to look deep, maybe not too deep, we would find out this happened on Obama's watch, and he was asleep at the switch. No, yes. I, hold on. I think it's worse. Excuse to do. me. Excuse yes. Me. Two things. First of all, if we want to go back in time, uh, 
you'll remember that Obama uh, imposed sanctions on the Russians for their activities in the 16 election, one of the things he did before he left office. Um, I also think that if we want to go back in time, which I don't think is a very fruitful exercise, by the way, um, but if we want to go back in time, it might have been able, Obama might have been able to do more about the Russians if, I don't know, uh, the Trump campaign had come to them and said, hey, the Russians came to us and said they are offering us Russian government information. That might have been helpful if you really cared about doing something. But let me, on your bipartisan point, because I don't... But I, 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 I want to just, I want to challenge one point on that. Sure. I, I, the, the Obama administration had someone, and, and what was happening with the Russians was on his radar. And he was investigating that. And he was told to stand down by Susan Rice. This, this is a report that Michael Isakoff came out with. It's this is a person. That, this, this is the, the, absolutely, and he was told to stand down by Susan Rice. Good. And, uh, that, and so, that's, so that's on the Obama. And, and they yeah, they right. failed to so protect the Obama. What is your point? The point. Here, what is I, our, I, can wait, I say the no, point? No. Let me let me say something. <laughs> you just said something. Wait, let me let me say something. <laughs> right. I get to what, say something. The point here. Yeah. I mean, we can't have a lot of fun sitting around and talking no, about I, you go, know go ahead, who go did ahead. what wrong in the past. Okay. We need like a bottle of And we'd all have we'd all make points. Okay. And nothing would get done. And the point is, is that uh, one of the first bills that the Democrats put forward when they took over the House was in part to address foreign interference in our elections. Let me finish. (laughs) In our elections, and um, Mitch McConnell did not allow it to come to a vote. I think your point is the right point. Your point is the right point. Thank you. There is – this is a bipartisan issue. This is war. When – Pearl Harbor happened. It wasn't like the Democrats went over into a caucus and decided how they wanted to fight the war, and the Republicans went over there and came up with their own plan. This is a war. We were attacked. I think what should happen is the people who are behind the initiative you talked about and the people who are behind the House initiative that I'm talking about should get together and start working together. I Thank agree. You. I, may I, here. And, fo- and Fox th- News should pick up that issue and run with it okay. like they run with half I'm, some I'm gonna, of the other issues. I will give them a call. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, I knew it was uh, a special number. There you go. Yeah, it's secret. Um, Republican only number. So, right. right. Number. <laughs> I know because they're not real media. Not sure just, by, just by the way, tried I, to call. Can I tell you I've, how long have I been on the show? I have never once qualified for any newsletter from the RNC ever to tell me anything about anything. I still, to this day, have never gotten anything from the RNC. I think they're all asleep or going to lunch down there. Anyway, on your point, I do want, and this maybe is like you were saying. We're going to stop you there because we have to break. we got one more segment coming up, and uh, Chris Roebling will have a doozy for the Democrats. Stem winder. There you go, stem winder. (laughs) If you look hard enough, go off the beaten track far enough, you'll find an America teeming with the unusual, the odd, the downright strange. I'm Will Klinger, and I'm your guide on a package tour we like to call Wild Travels. Join us on our weekly road trip to see America's most offbeat and unusual attractions. Tuesday nights at 7.30 p.m. on WTTW Prime.
CSX moves forward, so do the rest of us. Back in Chicago, Patrick Cotter, uh, finish your point. Oh, I was just saying, you know, uh, <laughs> after Pearl Harbor, after Pearl Harbor, <laughs> there were some people who wanted to spend time trying to figure out, you know, how did this happen? And I think cooler heads prevailed and said, you know what? Let's win the war. Then we'll come back and we'll figure out how Pearl Harbor happened. And and, and I agree with story. I agree. It's I think we're story. I think we're all in agreement here about this. The real priority has to be taking steps to make sure that. Anything that can be done to prevent this from happening again yeah. is done. I'm, and I absolutely. think that's not a Republican okay. issue. That's no. not a Democratic issue. That's a patriotic issue. And I think everybody agrees on that. So Who's going to lead that We had a stem winder coming from him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't have a stem winder. But I want to say this. I want to distinguish between the wars that are going on. I think that you know we, we have a more vivid sense all the time of the – challenges to uh, democracy and free markets and global trade and open society that, that come right that come from both China and Russia that's that's there's no question about it and if you've been studying the Soviet Union and Russia and I've spent a lot of time you know that Russia has been meddling in other countries affairs and the, those of the United States for a long time although I will say prior to the revolution in 1917 one of our closest friends from the time of Catherine the Great was Russia. That's another whole story. Anyway, we have two other very significant wars going on, one of which is a battlefield for what Patrick describes, and that's the cyberspace. There is a cyber war that is well underway and constantly going on 24 hours a day from China against us, from Cuba against us, from Bulgaria against us, from, from Russia, Syria. from Syria. Okay. With that minimal a, coverage. That is a massive war, and we're not I, – I think that we're getting better at it, but we're not necessarily where we should be. I will say that there is another war, and I'm very sad to say this. I don't believe that there is any exculpatory act or document or testimony or evidence for Donald Trump in the eyes of the liberals, in yes. the eyes of the left, in the eyes of the Democrats, in the eyes of the media and Hollywood – Academe and other journalistic institutions, things like this. Donald Trump and his voters will never be forgiven. And I, and I, I just I want to say that I, I regret saying that I forgave all of my Democrats for Barack Obama. I think he's the most hideous president in our history. He was the absolute nadir. And I think we are coming back from eight years of un- authorized attempts to fundamentally radically transform the country. Well, it's good to hear you're over it. I, I'm not. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but, but, but and no, then he I was mean, worse I, than I, Nixon. It's, wow. It's good you forgave That's us. Good. You're over I, it now. You've moved, you moved on. It's, I, it's good I to think see. that I, yeah. there are a lot of Democrats out there I love, and I don't, and you know what? But. Obama did a few good things. But wait, we are say now. That again? We are now 
Oh, that's right. There, that's not. There's no such grace whatsoever right. being offered by Democrats right. towards Donald can I push Trump back on that? or yeah. his With voters. Respect. No, can I push back on yes. that? You hate me. <laughs> you do. Admit it. I, I, maybe I do, but I wait, don't know. Wait, it. Jeff, and he's just a nice kid. I know it's terrible. I, Come I feel, on, I feel bad about it. Philip, no. Here, let me push back yeah, a little bit. Let I me push you. back a little Patrick bit. Patrick Cotter. I think one of the things that I th- found very interesting watching a lot of the the news shows yesterday and pundits and, and such. I saw a lot of people who, um, you know, they, maybe they weren't happy about it, but they accepted Mueller's finding that there was no evidence of conspiracy. And, and, and that's, a big, that's a big issue. There, you're right. There's a lot of Democrats who really wanted there to be evidence of conspiracy, and Mueller says no. None, zero, not, not, not a little, not a little, not a. I, he says I didn't find any, and I I was pleased to see a lot of Democrats going. Well, I, I respect that. I respect. I mean, I respect Mueller. It's, you read the report; it's a very thorough job. So I, I I'm not saying it's a, it's these, a, a time of Democrats, harmony. But who are these uh, Democrats, Patrick? No, I'm talking about Democratic uh, legal analysts like me and, and people okay. coming in and saying, yeah, no, but, that's all right, but I, not I, commentators. I not people running for president, not Adam Schiff. I want to ask you a question. Adam Schiff has said for a long time that he has evidence. He still says he has evidence. Now, again, uh, where is his evidence? And has he been acting in an un-American way if he has evidence that he's not shared with his colleagues and with the national news media? Or Mueller. Where is it? Or with Mueller? Well, I I don't know anything about I don't know. What he <laughs> I don't know what he has. I don't. Well, I don't know who is. I don't. I've never Google. even heard him say it, much less know what he's well, talking yeah, about. Yeah, I've never. I've never Schiff, heard him. Schiff say has that. been leaking to the media. You've for never the past heard him say years. that he has he evidence. Has evidence. That I've he never has heard that. Oh, Absolutely. He's been saying that for twelve minutes. You'll see the tape. I'm serious. It's He's been saying that on me. He's been saying that all over the place. Don't ask me to turn on Fox. Yeah. I don't want to. If I can watch MSNBC, you can watch Fox. Okay. Type in YouTube. Go to YouTube. Let me ask, I have evidence. I'm going to ask Mr. Uh, 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 Mr. Beverly a question, and that is because you've taken a couple of swipes at Fox uh, this evening. Mm. Did you watch Bernie Sanders on Fox? I did not. You did not. Well, can I make a suggestion? You should probably, you and other Democrats should probably watch it because you know what? Bernie Sanders was not only treated well, Bernie Sanders, in my opinion, knocked it out of the park. I mean, the fact that the Democrats don't want to go on Fox. He talked to more Democrats. I know you were. I voted for Bernie. I know you did. He talked to more Democrats on that hour on Fox that he would have had he spent three hours, one on CNBC, one on CNN, and one. I mean, Fox gave him an enormous platform. And I and think the that president he had a shot isn't to happy with discuss it. his. Uh, that be? He, got his, he got his points out. And, and so I, what? Is that so bad? I will, I will say to, to this day. Had Bernie Sanders been the nominee, he would have beat Donald Trump. Okay, it's possible. And do you, I mean, and do, there, and do you say that right yeah, now? Yeah, see, uh, I, 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 I don't agree. There, don't there's agree. actually a lot do of similarities. That's why I'm mad. Now Fox has given me a new reason to be mad at them because they made Bernie look good for a couple hours. Oh, and I'm not a Bernie guy. He's in. Well, he's uh, insatiable. You can't yeah. solve, you can't, and, and it's always something. You're still for Bernie. No. You're not for Bernie. Bernie's window, in my estimation, has closed. Oh, the guy's 77 years old. This is his last chance. <laughs> <laughs> and no. No, his last chance was, was in 2016. Ago, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, listen, I, I want to thank all of our guests for being with us. Our Democrats, 
Patrick Cotter and Philip Beverly, our Republicans, Jeff Baum and Chris Roebling. We thank you very much for being with us. Our thanks to Steve Joukowsky and Fritz Coleman for their assistance in the production of this program. Until next week, this is Bruce Dumont. Happy Easter, happy Passover, and good night from Chicago. back on AM 560 WIND and in this segment of the broadcast we're going to be joined by Republican Doug Ivendahl, a big pro-Trump Republican, Charles Lipson from the University of Chicago, Independent Derek Addis, and Progressive Mark Casello. Uh, during the uh, break each of them have gone out uh, or, uh, Doug, you're going to, in the next break, you're going to get a few more. <laughs> they have selected their books, and uh, they're going to tell us what they selected, and we'll do that uh, in about 25 minutes. But I, I want to uh, take a call because you've been waiting a long time. Let's go to Kevin, who's listening to us t- this evening in Detroit. He's listening to us on POTUS XM Satellite Radio. Go ahead, Kevin. You're on the air. Hi, guys. So, Hello. you know, hey, uh, so, you know, really, through this process, you know, what's become apparent to me is is how lost the Republican Party is. You know, I'm 40 years old, and I remember, you know, the Republican Party, the, the Party of National Security, uh, you know, led by Ronald Reagan in the, in the 80s to put the final kibosh on uh, communism against the Soviet Union. And the fact that the president of the United States, a Republican president of the United States, you know, I call it colluded, but you know, worked with, got aid from our sworn enemy in the in the Russian Federation to win the election. And, and here the dismissiveness of Republicans in Congress is, is really shocking. And, you know, people want to talk about, you know, where Republicans do this, Democrats do the same thing. They try. No, they try to equivocate. And no, this is the Republican Party being dismissive of this behavior and it's shocking and you know everybody except for romney you know romney's the only one that said what you know most of us really feel is that you know this is disgusting it's unpatriotic okay. it's un-american and and you you know anybody you know uh you know on tv or on you know republican tv defending this dismissive in this is you know they are being unpatriotic and un-American. All right, uh, Kevin, you know? uh, t- t- take a breath. I'm going to let Doug Ibendahl respond. And by the way, you should know, historically, uh, Doug Ibendahl is is one of the biggest critics of the Republican Party. That's true. Uh, now, he, he, he is a huge fan of Donald Trump, but his his whole life has been spent in criticizing, <laughs> well, pretty much. Well, I've done, done some other things, well, too. Well, in, in the last 15 years, well, that's why, you, yeah, uh, you, you despise establishment republicanism. Well, so uh, respond to what Kevin has to say. You know, no, just real quick on that. Well, it's not just the establishment thing. That's why I like Donald Trump so much. He's a breath of fresh air, and he's actually um, he's a straight talker. And he's a fighter, which is what we've been missing in the GOP. Well, I, what I would say to the caller respectfully is, the, well, then I'm, I'm sure that you had the, the same passion caller for um, actual collusion with the Russians, which was done. I mean, actual collusion, not just the made-up stuff, the hoax in the Mueller report. I'm talking about the actual collusion 
by Hillary Clinton and the DNC, who paid millions of dollars to Fusion GPS, which then went to uh, Michael Steele, and that money was used actually to buy Russian Putin-fed propaganda. So Russian propaganda then was used um, as the pretext for the Obama administration to spy on private citizens. That's where, caller, respectfully, that's where your real passion and outrage should be if you're really concerned about tr- uh, Russian collusion because the Obama administration <laughs> well, and, the, and, the, and the Clinton uh, okay. campaign actually uh, did uh, it. Uh, Go ahead, Kevin. Uh, uh, you know, I'm not even going to respond to that news, Max. <laughs> sure you, you know, uh, you know, made up. What was what was Kevin? What was wrong, Kevin? What was wrong with what Doug said? What what well, well, uh, because 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 there's because there's not there's nothing factual about what he said. It's just some you know crackpot Newsmax headline <laughs> that he's throwing out there talking about you know Clinton colluding. Look, the reality is. Do you uh, think the, Trump, do, the do you think the dossier, Trump, Kevin? Do you think the information in the dossier? was uh, had Hillary Clinton's campaign's fingerprints on it at all. I mean, th- that, no, that's no, pretty no, much no. of a fact. Do, do you not agree with that? What, what I don't agree with is that um, the, the uh, company that the, um, uh, what is it, the GPS, GPS. They're, not a Russian out- they're not a Russian outfit. They're an American outfit that Clinton went to them and, you know, they all do Apple research, and they yes. all utilize those firms. Now, who GPS went out and used, you know, you know, they, you know, that's who they went out and used. But what we know is, is that, you know, the Trump children, uh, the, the, the Trump associates, they worked with Russian spies. You're getting all that from the you're getting all that from the dirty you're getting all that from the Russian propaganda from the dirty Russian dossier. You're getting all that from the dossier. We we know. We know that they worked with um, uh, Russian intelligence. They, they, they were working with stolen emails. Hillary's people. You, you know, so, yeah, no, 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 no. Trump's people. <laughs> Trump's people. I, I, Kevin? You know, so at the end of the day, at the end of the day, all I'm saying is, is that the, Trump, the Republican Party, the, the fact that they are dismissive of this, just it shows how lost the party is. You know, from from what well, here's been. here's what the, here, you know? here's what they're here's what they're not dismissive of, and and I would think that you know may, maybe you would would not be dismissive of it as well, as this investigation has gone forward, it became apparent that some senior executives at the FBI uh, were misusing their positions, and they were engaged in an effort to really, uh, you know, to take down the president of the United States. And, and, and also, when you look at the people that made up uh, the, the uh, investigative team for, uh, for Mr. Mueller, a lot of them came from that same partisan uh, area. I and so, uh, and, and, and that is, you know, the, I mean, when, when you look back over the last five years, I mean, like the top five people in the FBI, they did things that were offensive to, I think, Republicans and Democrats. I mean, you know, Democrats hate or, or hated, uh, you know, uh, Comey because he basically, yeah. he basically did yeah. what happened in the, in the Mueller report. He, he said, here are all the horrible things that Hillary Clinton has done. Mm-hmm. And by the way, we're not, yeah. to, we're not going to indict <laughs> yeah. her. 
So he well, gave I'm a not... little bit of something to each side, but the the point is, you know, he he ended her campaign. I really do believe that, you know, and I've said before, granted Hillary didn't go to Wisconsin, but I got to tell you, I do believe that James Comey was a major contributor to Hillary Clinton's loss. And then Mueller does the same thing. Yes. And then Mueller does the same thing. Stunning. Puts out there, on this, you guys were really more impressed with volume two, but I'm telling you as a lawyer who actually practices a lot in appellate court, that is not a serious legal document. That volume two, it is. is it's, it's an a essay. political document. It's an essay. It's a political document. Like Mark Levin said, it's really more. I a, disagree. It's a two hundred page um, op-ed in the New York Times. Well, they say that because. Kevin, thank you very much for your call. We do have to break when we come back. Uh, we're going to head uh, to the Middle East, <laughs> Pennsylvania. <laughs> Don't go away. Hi, I'm April Jewell, a teacher in Ballard County School District in Kentucky. Last year, we received word that our school had been selected to receive a $25,000 grant from the America's Farmers Grow Rural Education Program, sponsored by the Monsanto Fund, a philanthropic arm of Bayer. The grant is designed to help further science, technology, engineering, and math education. We used it to upgrade the technology in our classrooms to enhance health science curriculums and better prepare our students for various career paths. Now through April 1st, farmers can nominate a school district to apply for ten dollars or $25,000 grants aimed at improving STEM education. I would encourage all eligible farmers to nominate today for a chance to make a lasting impact in countless classrooms. The process takes less than five minutes, and farmers can nominate their school district by visiting americasfarmers.com. That's americasfarmers.com. Bruce Dumont back in Chicago. Thank you very much for joining us this evening. Let's go to Tom listening to us in uh, whereabouts in Pennsylvania calling from, Tom. Well, actually, I'm calling from the Youngstown, Ohio area. Uh, okay. Bruce, I talked with you a lot of times, that, uh, but uh, another station has picked you up in uh, Sharon, Pennsylvania. Yeah, WPIC has picked us up in Sharon, Pennsylvania. But go ahead, Tom. You're you're, you're in the Youngstown area. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I like giving the local station credit so that uh, they keep I you on the air. Uh, you know, you know, I'm, I'm interested in the last call and, and uh, caller and your guest response uh, because I, I think what needs to be done, and it goes back to this whole idea of the volume one and volume two that you folks were talking about earlier, I think we need a, a volume one and volume two of looking at, number one, how did we get to this point? Uh, you know, what I'm thinking of, for example, the 302s uh, of uh, uh, the, need, the in, in interviews that the FBI did. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there 302s of part of this? And those need to be brought out. Uh, Bruce Orr's in particular, where he said that uh, he told everybody that this uh, document, the uh, dossier, was not uh, worthy of uh, taking seriously. Uh, in addition to that, uh, you have the FISA warrants and, and the applications. I think those need to be revealed. The Gang of Eight uh, briefing documents, uh, the, the FBI uh, emails where they stated that they supposedly stated that they knew that Clinton was on, uh, or rather that still was on Clinton's payroll. This is a very even, uh, serious call. This is very serious. You are nailing 
the crucial issues that I think will come out over the next two months. This is Charles Lipson. I think that what, what's going to happen is a, that the uh, internal documents that you mentioned were not released by President Trump as much as he wanted to release them because it would have been seen as interference with the Mueller investigation. Now that that's over, they'll wait for the tempest to die down a little bit, a week or two, and then they'll start releasing a lot of this material. And the next thing, the next shoot a drop after that will then be the Horowitz report. And I think you will see a the lot. Inspector of, General, the Inspector General of DOJ and FBI, and what will ha- and maybe the Hoover uh, investigation, which is about leaks. At that point, people will face serious legal exposure. They'll begin flipping on each other. And you will see a house of cards go down. And also Horowitz is the one that originally uh, uh, really uh, cast major aspersions against uh, Comey and against uh, uh, the other leaders of the FBI. So he's he, he, is, he has already done his Comey job. Comey is vulnerable oh, because Comey so. took here's, materials out here, of the FBI and leaked them. Here's the, here's the question that I want to or, or comment I want to make to you, Tom, and also to Charles. And it's not that I don't think these questions are important. I do believe that it is important to find out uh, what happened and how this investigation got started. The coverage over the last year and a half has indicated that the FBI was a cesspool. The top echelon of the FBI acted in a very unprofessional and an unethical way. I think that's come out in news stories. Republicans have carried the water on it, and the media has followed up on that. That hasn't been a lost story. And and part of that reason is to raise uh, doubt and questions about the authenticity and the professionalism of the Mueller team. And I have I have been outspoken about that. It's 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 been a disgrace. The question I asked in the last hour was, as much as I'm dying to know the answers to all of these questions, I'm wondering whether Joe and Mabel, average voter around the country, that they have investigation fatigue. They're tired of, you know, they have the lawyers go on TV and argue back and forth. Their, their eyes glaze over. And what worries me is that the Republicans in Congress, as well as the president, they're going to go back to the voters again, and they will have spent all the time on that. It will turn a lot of people off because the Republicans won't have an answer for health care. They, they won't have the answer they want on immigration reform. And they're going, to, they're, going to look, they're going to look like the Democrats, which is a party that's only interested in investigations and getting headlines. That's well, my concern. Well, no, I, I get it. I, I get that. I mean, well, Trump. First of all, well, first of all, the Trump administration has shown it can do you know more more than one thing at one time, and the investigations that are going on now. But Congress. No, well, there there are things that, that have to be done, but they well they haven't been very productive uh, anyway. No, even even without hell. this, Bruce. But, can I? Can I yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, well, I want to let our Democrats respond, Tom. Then we'll go back to you, uh, Mark Casello. So, you know, and uh, to your point about do Americans care about uh, another investigation, I would also say to those voters who voted for Trump the first time when he was shiny, knew he was the disruptor, he was going to drain the swamp, he was going to build the wall. These were solid promises. These were policy positions. You want him to disrupt more? um, Well, so this is my question. Does he have this kind of uh, stink of incumbency about him that – 
that's going to be, uh, you know, that, that's going to turn off some of those voters, that he's not this blank canvas that we can, you know, project our ideals you, you upon. Guys, you guys are out. Yeah, yeah. With all, yeah. with all due respect, you're yeah. out of touch. No, I mean, if we're talking about the electorate, I think uh, evident in the Bernie Sanders Fox News town hall uh, that people want to talk about health care and they want to talk about uh, the wages that they're earning. They want to talk about um, ideas that are going to move our country forward. And uh, I, I agree with you, Bruce. I think a lot of people, including myself, I mean, I have this report in front of me and on top of grad school classes and working and stuff, it's, it's pretty tiring. But do you care about the investigation and, and whether or not yeah. Comey and the people at the FBI yeah, yeah. used their position unprofessionally, unethically, yeah. and they were out to get Donald Trump? I mean, do, do, do you, you – I, I don't know how anyone left of center or right of center yeah. – can sleep comfortably knowing there's some real bad eggs in the FBI, and, and most of them were at the hot, top I do. of the chain. I, I do want to know, but it for me, it's like a cost-benefit analysis, right? So it's like, is the cost of knowing worth the, the result, the end result, right? Meaning, is it worth it to go through and all this mess for another three, four, five years, right, instead of working on the issues that matter the most to people? The, the inner workings of the government are still going to happen. There, there could be investigations, but they don't need to be in front of our face every day, right? Like we still have look, I, look, I, can, I, can under, I can understand. Yeah, no, we're going to order you, Doug, but I'm gonna go, I promise to go back to Tom, then we're going to go to Doug. Yeah. Tom, go ahead. Yeah, it's what we end up with in terms of these issues and policies you're talking about. You know, whether they're going to be more liberal or more conservative, whether we're going to take the, the Democrats' point of view on these policies or the Republicans. And I really think that in order to uh, put this all in pr- proper perspective, we actually need to go back to the unmasking. We need to go back to the Debbie Schultz uh, server. We need to go back to Hillary's server. The foundation, uranium, you know, I talk about collusion with the Russians. What about the 20% of our uranium that went to the Russians yeah. under the, the uh, Obama administration. I think all these things need to be investigated, and then you compare those with the Volume 1 and Volume 2 that uh, Mueller come up with, and you compare Eric Holder with uh, 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 Bob Barr, and I think that the American people will choose the direction that I think we need to go, and that's this more uh, conservative Republican path. Bring us back off the cliff, going over the cliff. No, I, I, can, I, 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 I can understand why, you know, these Democrats, you know, CNN, MSNBC, the people that perpetuated, that pushed this, this hoax for three years, this Russian-Trump collusion hoax for three years, I can understand why they would want to move on. But the simple fact is now we actually have some really disturbing things we need to investigate. And here's a fundamental point that almost really everybody is forgetting. The, the, the Russians have been trying to influence American elections since their revolution of 1917. They've been trying to undermine our democracy. Think about what happened here and who became – who, in fact, are the real Russian stooges. It's the, it's the people who – um, p- p- took these lies that were bought and paid for by Hillary Clinton's campaign and the DNC, these bought and paid for Russian lies, and they put them out in the media, and they pushed them every single hour of every single day for three straight years. Those people have egg all over their face. They have been exposed as the real Russian stooges, and I can see why they want to move on, but it's not going to happen. Well, th- thank you for your call. But yes, again, that, that, that brings up the issue, and I want to start with you, Mark. That brings up the issue as to whether or not uh, whether or not we are ever going to be back to a point in America where we're going to believe the news media. I mean, I think the biggest losers for the last two years have been the news media. 
especially those that 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 that, that promise that they're uh, you know that they're going to give it to us straight. Fair and balanced. I mean, well, 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 well fair, question, uh, part of part of it. All I'm saying is that, but I would say both sides because yeah. most of the media. The big three, you know, the big three networks in addition to the cable, the big three networks all fall under the category of what Doug just talked about. I mean, the idea of Russian collusion, the first time I ever heard that was with Robbie Mook, who was the campaign manager for Hillary Clinton, the guy that never sent her to Wisconsin. He's on with Chuck Todd, and he's talking about how the Russians are interfering in the election. Okay? Chuck Todd then led the effort with all the other media. They all followed Chuck Todd and NBC, and everybody got on it. And every the, the, the mainstream media, all they've been talking about is Russia since that time. And it's and 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 Doug is right. It turned out to be a bogus story. And you know, just one, one, I, no, I want okay. to let Mark respond, and then we'll come back to you. So two things. First, I have to say, in reading the Mueller report. I was surprised, because I'm very critical of the media. I teach communications. I understand our media has commercial biases. But I was surprised at how often the media was right. I think Trump's charge of fake news uh, is dead. I don't think he can say that. When you read the Mueller report, so much of that uh, reporting of the New York Times, Washington Post, was proven true. But secondly, um, you're, you, Not the we collusion have, part. Well, I'm going to tell that, you. That Let was, me tell that you, was Bruce. the predicate upon which we everything We have a president. I don't know who's a Republican right now who feels good about a presidential candidate who installs Paul, Paul Manafort as his campaign manager when Manafort has been working as, an, uh, oh. as, a, as a foreign no, to, to install, in the words of Rick Gates, to install friendly political officials in countries where uh, Oleg Deripaska had business interests. And that's a fact. <laughs> Manafort's reason for being there was that he knew how to work conventions. Exactly. And again, we should remember, Paul Manafort was ultimately fired by Donald Trump. He got him the nomination, and then he was gone. I would assume he was gone, because maybe maybe Trump realized that he had some questionable backgrounds. 1-800-723-8289. When we come back, we will hear from New Hampshire. Debt. We can all get in a bit too deep. Members of the NFCC, the National Foundation for Credit Counseling, can help you put debt in its place. Credit cards took charge of my financial life. An NFCC credit counselor helped me get back in control. I took charge of my debt. Student loan debt followed me wherever I went. My NFCC financial advocate taught me all I needed to know. I mastered my student loan debt. We wanted to buy our first home, but weren't sure if we were mortgage ready. Our NFCC housing counselor helped us make a plan. We're on a path to our first home. NFCC member agencies serve all 50 states and Puerto Rico. Convenient, helpful, knowledgeable, nonprofit. Financial advocates there for you. We We put put debt debt in in its place. place. Be one of 5 million people to beat debt by 2020. Connect with an NFCC certified credit counselor at your local member agency today. Go to nfcc.org slash stop debt or call 877-410-6322. You're spoiled because the Republican Party here is such a joke. I don't think think you guys are seriously challenged. I, I think you're... I think you're, and plus we're, you know, we're uh, especially around here, we're certainly a, a blue state, but I think you guys are underestimating what's really going on out there, and I think you, I think you really, 
you underestimate you like Donald Trump, Trump at your peril. What, I, what I'm saying, I'll make a prediction now. Well, Trump won 30 states last time. Yeah. I think he's going to improve that substantially. And I, I think it's going to be closer to 40. The days, the days of getting 45, 49 states are long gone. But too divided. But I, I could see him getting <laughs> close to 40. I really could. I mean, I still, I, I still believe that he has a really strong – And I, you know who I think – are you the Bernie guy? I am the Bernie guy. I think Bernie is going to be the Democrat nominee Given because – here's, here's why. Because <clears> – <throat> you put your name out of that – the town hall. Yeah. People are um, – really, he's the Rand Paul of your party. His, his people, like Ron his people, <laughs> his pe- yeah, Ron, Ron. Ron, yeah, not Ron. His, yeah. People are like all in. They're all, they're yep. dedicated. They'll go to anything. These other candidates don't understand. Like the Iowa caucuses, very, it's a lot of work to yep. caucus. Let's go to Steve in New Hampshire. Go ahead, Steve. You're on the air. Hello? Yes, go ahead. You're on the air. Oh, Bruce, thank you. Um, I, I apologize for not remembering the gentleman's name, but the one who is uh, anti-Republican establishment but loves Trump. Doug Ibendahl. Okay, so my questions are for Doug. First of all, uh, just two, quest- two comments slash questions, and then I'll look forward to hearing the reply. One is, I accept the assessment of Mueller that no collusion occurred. However, in a normal campaign, if you recall, when Al Gore got uh, Bush's uh, briefing on a debate briefing book, he gave it back. When, when Trump Jr. was asked about having a, uh, and this is just one example, about meeting with Russians who had dirt on Hillary, he did not report that to the FBI. That is unethical behavior in an American election. It's not collusion. I understand that. It doesn't make it right. Second point. Doug, you said something that really jumped out at me, that you like Trump because he's a straight shooter. How do you reconcile that with the thousands of lies that Trump has promulgated from starting with, well, starting before he ever ran a campaign, but from his campaign through his uh, being a president, the absolute lies that he has told the American people, including the fact that either he has the greatest memory of anybody or... In his deposition, the written answers, he 36 or 37 times, he couldn't remember. I so, I mean, those are my questions. Stay on the line. Let's uh, let him respond. Sure. Okay, well, my answer is that I don't accept your premise. You're, you're throwing something out there, thousands of lies. You're, you're, you're taking that. So, so this, <laughs> you're, you're, you're getting that talking point from the same people who have just perpetuated Probably the, the certainly the biggest hoax in our lifetime, if not in you know since the beginning of our republic, a, a three-year hoax that was that was based on Russian paid-for lies that were used as a pretext to spy to get warrants to spy on. American citizens. Doug, this how is, about breathtaking corruption? Doug, so the question so was, Doug, how about when Donald Trump said he had no business dealings in Russia? When he said that a number of times during the campaign, at the same I, I time, I think it's still true. At, he did. at the same, Elizabeth, at the yeah. same time, he was negotiating for a hotel. In Moscow, I don't. I don't I mean, know that, that. I do. Is I do that not, not a lie. I do. No, I, I do not know that to be true. He said he actually oh has nothing God. going on. We. I haven't seen the evidence for that. I'm on, I okay. have not seen the evidence right, for uh, that. You're listen, taking. Uh, look, you're taking talking comment? points. Is this what you're getting from CNN? 
There's no, no evidence of that. Oh, give me a point. No you know what? I, I will agree that I... I don't know what you're talking about. Well, you know, I will the, the agree that I can drink know, the Kool-Aid on my know, side, you don't know. but you have absolutely yeah. drank the Kool-Aid on your side. If you can't yeah. recognize wait, that wait a Trump second. has had lies. Wait, we're taking on the biggest, the biggest thing that Trump has been right about for three years. He's had to stand up from these, 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 these attacks, being accused of being a traitor. Think about that. That is a capital crime that carries a, a, a death penalty. He, his, his, his family, his son, his daughter are so, being accused so of that. They're being called, they're the being called traitors. Yes. That is, that so is you, a huge lie. But now, now you want right. to, now you're you, right. now you want to like, now you want to pick out something from like, well, maybe okay. you misspoke on this occasion. Wait, 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 Who wait, does that? Wait, 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 wait a second. Uh, hang on a second, Doug. Sure. I'm going to go to Charles, who wants to weigh in here, and then we're going to get back to Steve. At we'll hear from our Democrats. risk of my life, let me weigh in. First of all, I largely agree with uh, what I think the caller is saying. The first point, uh, the first point is that uh, the Trump campaign, which was essentially run by amateurs because real pros, for the most part, didn't want to associate with them. In fact, a lot of the problems in the first year and so forth were because uh, people had Republicans who would normally go in didn't want anything to do with him. The fact is there were a lot – they did want dirt. They didn't collude with the Russians. It is correct to say that the other side did a lot of bad things. It doesn't matter where the caller got his, quote, talking points. The question is, is he saying something truthful? Yes, there was a lot of sleaze that went on. It wasn't illegal, but we don't have to like it. I think that it is also correct, what Doug is saying, that uh, there was a big, uh, we were sent down a dry hole. We drilled at great expense for two years. That's a big deal. But it doesn't, uh, you are quite right, it would have been nice to have had the Al Gore in, in a uh, response here. Right. And, and again, the other side in this particular case, Doug is correct here. The other side, they were calling him a, a traitor. I mean, they were using all kinds of things. Inexcusable. The number of, Inexcusable. The number of people, late night comics and Saturday Night Live. And former heads took, of the CIA. Yes, yes. The, That's j- just Bre- unbelievable. Brennan and, and Clapper, I, I, I hope they go to jail. Because to me, they're the worst of the worst, especially the things that Brennan has been saying for the last year. He has, he has been dead wrong, and, and it's, it's basically it's been character assassination. So the Trump, Trump has been victim of some character assassination. Absolutely. And again, those that used uh, the, some of the most salacious aspect of the dossier, the Steele dossier, about the prostitutes in the M- M- Moscow, which the late-night comedy uh, team they loved that story. Saturday Night loved that story. That was a bogus story. It's not true. And, it's not true. And, and the Comey left was, and some uh, and the and the left and many of their people in the media, they let it. They let it go. Comey, here's 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 where the, the the caller's narrative all falls apart. Expose these crocodile tears from the you know the Democrats, the Trump haters. Oh, the, you know there there's still some things in there are maybe sort of kind of obstructed. Look. The, the, we, we know these people are not serious because if you're really serious about obstruction, listen, Hillary Clinton actually was under subpoena. Her campaign was under subpoena 
They they destroyed 30, 33,000 emails. You're going, you're, glitch you're beat going, servers. You're going back. You're you're relitigating. I am to show the, the hypocrisy the, the, of the, the accusers. Is, it, it's they don't obvious, care. But, but here, here's they the don't point. care. No, but here's my point. Law. Here's where I think you're wrong, Doug. Okay, okay. You're a Trump supporter. There's no question you like Donald Trump. Everybody knows that. All I'm saying is, and you know what? I like Donald Trump. I like Donald Trump. I predicted I that he would be president. But let me tell you something. You cannot be, I think, in an intelligent conversation and say that there aren't some things that Donald Trump did that were wrong. There was a, they were wrong. I, I, you, you, can't deny, you can't Bruce deny Steve. Right. You Bruce cannot deny right. Steve's, and you cannot cast aspersions on Steve that he's reading you know, from talking points when Steve has read the documents. And in his mind, Donald Trump has lied to him hundreds of times. He said thousands, oh, maybe that's, hundreds of that's, times. That's just factually wrong. You're wrong. Has he done one? Has he done it once, Doug? Well, it, show, it shows what— done it once. Has Donald Trump ever lied to the American people? Yes or no? I, I don't think intentionally, no. Oh uh, it, it, every, are you, okay. Were you as upset when, when, when Barack Obama lied uh, repeatedly bad. and said, yes. Yes. Well, like were you I'm upset? Sit around and pearl clutch when, when I, Barack Obama I, lied I, about I, big things? I am upset. I am upset. When anyone lies, I, I, I'm I upset. Whether I, they're Republicans or Democrats, I'm upset. By the way, I'm upset that on Barack Obama's watch, he let a lot of the Russians do what they're going to do, and 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 there were people on his staff that wanted him to speak up and do something about it. And Susan Rice told that person Bruce, to shut Bruce, up. You're, Bruce, you're not giving nearly enough credit to what Donald Trump, what this president did, most transparent president in history. You only know these... I'm these, going you, to... Listen, I'm going, Bruce, wait a minute. I, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm going to acknowledge good things that Donald Trump has done. I do it on this program frequently. But I'm also not going to sit here in the wake of, 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 of the Mueller report and suggest that Donald Trump has not Listen, on occasion, maybe more than on occasion, has lied can. to the American people. You know what? How many Steve, of the- last word to you, and then we're going to move on. Last All word right, to you. I, I, I appreciate, Bruce, your comments and Charles's comments that were well stated. And, and Doug, I'm sure you're a wonderful person, but you have drank the Kool-Aid. I'm sorry. Okay. And thank you. Thank you. Let's go to Roger in Austin, Texas, on KLBJ. Go ahead, Roger. Good evening. Hello. Thank, thank you for having me on. Good. Um, yeah, you know, on the lies, Trump is so heavily scrutinized by the media. They, they, if he said it was 8 o'clock and it was 7.58, they'd say he was lying. <laughs> uh, more interesting, if you look at the WAPO list and start to really analyze it, you'll see that most of that stuff is just stupid. But the point I wanted to make is obstruction of justice is what they're trying to get after him on. And from what I've seen, the stuff is very flimsy that supports that. But Adam Schiff has been going around obstructing justice, perpetuating this belief that Trump is uh, breaking the law. That, That obstruction of justice cuts both ways. Should we not be subpoenaing Adam Schiff? And bringing hip up on charges for obstruction of justice. We're going to follow up on that. We're going to a break right now. But, Roger, stay on the line. We're going to take your call and answer your call when we come back from Chicago. Why, Bruce Dumont, happy Easter. Happy Passover. Thanks for joining us. It's a bully, but we aren't afraid of a fight. It's elusive, but our focus never fades. It's deadly. But we were born to defeat cancer. 
You may not have heard of us, but our work has helped millions impacted by cancer. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. We are leaders in advancing breakthroughs in immunotherapy, genomics, and personalized medicine. This research saves lives. After 65 years of fighting blood cancers, we've arrived at a game-changing belief. The cures for cancer are in our blood. The drugs and treatments we've developed for blood cancers have helped people affected by many different types of cancers. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Beating cancer is in our blood. Learn more at LLS.org. Back in Chicago, it's Easter. And by the way, I mentioned, uh, if you just tuned in, this is our last show from this set. Uh, and if you're, if you're watching the show on television, you're really not because we're not on TV tonight. Uh, but again, uh, we have done this program for the last uh, several years, since 2012. And it's surrounded by books. And i got to get rid of these books. So, uh, Mark Casello, you're, our, you're our, one of our left-wing guests what four books have you selected? Tell everybody the names of your books. All right. So in no particular order, I have Mark Frank's Cuban Revelations, uh, about a man who uh, lived in Cuba and he's giving the perspective okay, that's Cuba. outside the capital. Uh, Sidney Blumenthal's uh, biography, A Self-Made Man on Abraham Lincoln. Excellent book. We had Sidney on the program. And then an uh, acquaintance of mine, Rick Perlstein's uh, The Invisible Bridge uh, about Reagan's... Rick uh, has been on this program. Again, uh, a brilliant. It's a heavy... It's also a doorstop. It's so large. <laughs> that's right. And then your last one is... Uh, Chicago in the 60s, Remembering a Time of Change by Neil Seymour. So. Uh, Neil, that's also a great book. He's a great writer and a collector of stories about Chicago. Uh, Derek Addis also joins you. You've got four books. What did you get? you got softcover books. I have a couple soft cover What do you got? I have uh, Spy Secrets That Can Save Your Life by Jason Hansen. Okay, excellent. The late Jason Hansen. No, I'm joking. (laughs) I get it. I get it. He's still in hiding. Uh, Benjamin Barber wrote If Mayors Ruled the World. There you go. Right. Uh, Innovating Chicago Style. This is uh, Kuzmarski, Miller, and Tannen. Oh, yes, that's all about innovation. Tom Kuzmarski, yep, Dan Miller. And then uh, winning your election the Wellstone way. And if you haven't figured out, a uh, culmination of all these books will probably be me being alderman one day or something to that effect. Okay. Right? Yeah, I so. hope you can be better than alderman. Be better well, you've got to start small. That's how I think anyway. But anyway. And uh, Charles Lipson from the University, the Erudite University of Chicago. What four books have you uh, selected? I'll explain them, but you won't be able to understand okay. them. We're so erudite there. Well, this was the one you mentioned before. What I is mentioned it? Uh, Camille Paglia, who I really like and who's interesting, and another one on U.S. foreign policy called Crusading Realism. I also picked one on Walter Winchell, who was one of the great gossip columnists, but people of my age, and maybe uh, you age? remember this too. And he I, was I re- the voice of what, Bruce? He was uh, Mr. and Mrs. America. Yes, exactly. ABC and Radio. And he, was, he, was on, he was on Sunday nights. I think he might have been Mr. on Mrs. our. American. I think he might have been on our in, in our time slot. Uh, but you'll and, like that book. I read that. And uh, he was also wasn't he the voice of the Untouchables? Yes, he was. And uh, and then a book by Doug Schoen, who I really like on television. He's a moderate Democrat. He's it's called Fox The End lot. of Authority: How the Loss of Legitimacy and Broken Trust Are Endangering Our Future. I think that's the big issue of our time. Okay. And Doug, you've only, you were very generous. Uh, you only took two books. So far. Right. So far. Yeah, right. you're going to get two more. <laughs> but which two have you selected? Well, this is actually fascinating. Okay, so the, the first one is uh, Inside the Wigwam. It's by, uh, it was, it's about the presidential conventions. Craig Sauter. Of course, is a famous name where 
the the wooden uh, convention yeah, center, Lincoln. just a few blocks from where yep. you sit right now on right. the Chicago River, where uh, Abraham Lincoln got the Republican nomination okay. in uh, 1860. But just notice the authors, Craig Souter, and this this uh, name will ring, might ring a bell. Edward M. Burke, the yes. now indicted the now, um, alderman. Well, he's not. Uh, yeah, with it's by it's, it's an I'm excellent look, book. I'm looking forward it's to that. The History of one. Political Conventions. And the second one is uh, The Land of Lincoln, uh, Thy Wonder Story. This is, uh, this is about Lincoln in Illinois. Mark Rhodes, Mark former Rhodes. state senator. The, I just want to say on the back, there's some glowing endorsements oh, for I'm the sure. book on the back like jacket by, uh, by former Governor Jim Thompson, John Cullerton, Kirk Dillard. Lynn Sweet of the Sun-Times, uh, Jim Edgar, and Richard Daly. And then last but not least, there's one here that did not age so well by a former um, high school history teacher by the name of Dennis Haster. Dennis Haster. And he, and he gave it also hands down. Also, did he, did he give it a hands down? He loved the book. <laughs> loved it. Loved it. <laughs> Handle it with kid gloves, my friend. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's our, that's our book uh, giveaway. Uh, Roger, you were on the phone. You were talking about Adam Schiff, and I want to get everybody's reaction. Um, let, let's go to the Democrats. D- does does Adam Schiff, when when he's saying things like he has evidence, and he and he, I think he's used the, the word sign. treason as well. I mean, uh, Derek, you're, you're an independent. I mean, yeah. are you as upset with with some of his yeah. loose lips as yeah, anybody absolutely. else's? Yeah, I want to see it. Right, you have it. I want to see it. The, uh, what you claim to be in the report. Um, again, I'm not fully through it in its entirety, but doesn't seem to be there. So I would like for him to either put up or shut up and uh, face consequences if Charles, so. what do you think? In the early days of software, uh, they used to refer to the people who raised money but didn't have a product as vaporware. pushing vaporware. vaporware yeah. And I think that Adam Schiff is pushing vaporware constantly uh-huh. and is very uh-huh. damaging to the Democratic cause. Okay. We're going to thank Roger. Thank you very much for your call. We do thank appreciate you. it. Yes. Uh, Joe Biden is going to announce for President of the United States on Wednesday, if you believe all the reports. Uh, they appear to Fox and CNN is a story that they agree on. Um, are you pleased that Joe Biden is getting into the race, uh, Mr. Marcusello? Uh He's not my candidate of choice. So, I, I, um, you know, he'll, he'll help the conversation along, and he, but he's pushing us towards a more uh, moderate Obama-type uh, Democratic candidate when I, I think – at least my heart and a lot of progressives are, are looking for a Bernie campaign, a uh, Warren campaign, um, some combination. Mm-hmm. Well, again, you're for Bernie. You've, you've yeah. said you're for Bernie. So we, uh, do we have two Bernie, are you, two are Bernie you bros? A, yeah, I'd be for Bernie right okay. now. Yeah. Bernie? Uh, I think uh, it's impossible for a socialist to win in America, and I certainly hope so. It's, it, well, it is a democratic socialist, right? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but mostly a socialist. Uh, and, uh, Did you see him on CNN? Yes. and uh, No, not on CNN, on Fox. Fox. On Fox. On, on Fox. Fox. And I thought what was interesting was Democrats trying to stop him from going on Fox. He got – it was the highest uh, rated uh, uh, one of these town halls. Doug, I, Doug so I need a quick answer. Uh, is Joe Biden going to be uh, – does he have a glass jaw or is he going to be a tough guy? I don't think – 76-year-old man who promises to stop sniffing hair. No, my money my money is on Bernie. Bernie deserves it. You know, that, that race was stolen from him by Hillary last time. He de- he deserves it. And that's a, that, remember, that's why, the, that's why the Democrats are so – That's why they were, that's why they were so upset about the hacked emails because it that's showed okay. the, the collusion and the okay. – uh, yeah. Our thanks to Doug Ivendahl and Charles Lipson and Derek Addis. 
And Mark Casella, we thank you all for being with us this evening. Our thanks to Aaron Johnson for their, his assistance in the production of this program. Happy Easter. Happy Passover. I'm Bruce Dumont. So long from Chicago. Hi, I'm April Jewell, a teacher in Ballard County School District in Kentucky. Last year, we received word that our school had been selected to receive a $25,000 grant from the America's Farmers Grow Rural Education Program, sponsored by the Monsanto Fund, a philanthropic arm of Bayer. The grant is designed to help further science, technology, engineering, and math education. We used it to upgrade the technology in our classrooms to enhance health science curriculums and better prepare our students for various career paths. Now through April 1st, farmers can nominate a school district to apply for $10,000 or $25,000 grants aimed at improving STEM education. I would encourage all eligible farmers to nominate today for a chance to make a lasting impact in countless classrooms. The process takes less than five minutes and farmers can nominate their school district by visiting americasfarmers.com. That's americasfarmers.com. Hi, I'm April Jewell, a teacher in Ballard County School District in Kentucky. Last year, we received word that our school had been selected to receive a $25,000 grant from the America's Farmers Grow Rural Education Program, sponsored by the Monsanto Fund, a philanthropic arm of Bayer. The grant is designed to help further science, technology, engineering, and math education. We used it to upgrade the technology in our classrooms to enhance health science curriculums and better prepare our students for various career paths. Now through April 1st, farmers can nominate a school district to apply for $10,000 or $25,000 grants aimed at improving STEM education. I would encourage all eligible farmers to nominate today for a chance to make a lasting impact in countless classrooms. The process takes less than five minutes, and farmers can nominate their school district by visiting americasfarmers.com. That's americasfarmers.com. Debt. We can all get in a bit too deep. Members of the NFCC, the National Foundation for Credit Counseling, can help you put debt in its place. Credit cards took charge of my financial life. An NFCC credit counselor helped me get back in control. I took charge of my debt. Student loan debt followed me wherever I went. My NFCC financial advocate taught me all I needed to know. I mastered my student loan debt. We wanted to buy our first home, but weren't sure if we were mortgage ready. Our NFCC housing counselor helped us make a plan. We're on a path to our first home. NFCC member agencies serve all 50 states and Puerto Rico. Convenient, helpful, knowledgeable, nonprofit. Financial advocates there for you. We We put put debt in in its place. Be one of 5 million people to beat debt by 2020. Connect with an NFCC certified credit counselor at your local member agency today. Go to nfcc.org slash stop debt or call 877-410-6322.